Hello, friends and listeners, party people. Welcome back to another episode of Party XP. I'm your host, Lacan. Well, kind of. John's giving me the game this time. John's back. I'm in control now. There you go. John's in control. <laughs> this is his show now. So, uh, how you doing, buddy? I'm um, doing good. How are you doing? Good. A little tired, but, you know, what, what can you do? I'm, I'm, we're over 30, so every, every, every day is just me being tired. Oh, jeez. No. Give my age. Oh, God. <laughs> they like, what's this old man doing talking about games? <laughs> I'm still young. I can still hang with these kids playing Fortnite and drinking their uh, bubble tea. Uh, back in my day, uh, it was a super in front of the Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> back in my day, we had 16 bits. Mario was two-dimensional. <laughs> sure, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say. <laughs> Eat your prunes. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. So uh, we had John on for the first episode of season two or year two of Party XP, and uh, I enjoyed the conversation with him. He's, I mean, he's my friend, so I, I was hoping he enjoyed the conversation. <laughs> Thank <with him>. you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, John. The highest compliment. Thanks, John. You weren't terrible on the first episode. <laughs> so we're, this time we're having John uh, come back, and he's going to go ahead and toss me toss me a game recommendation this time. All right. So go ahead, John. Uh, the wheel's yours. Okay. So the game that I'm going to be recommending to you is Prince of Persia, the 2008 version of the game. Okay. So a little context here. Uh <clears throat> I am a big fan of the Prince of Persia series. I never played this game. I, for some reason, this game and the next one afterwards also both fell under my kind of scooted under my radar, basically. And when you say the next one, do you are you talking about like Forgotten Sands? That one, okay. Yeah, which whatever. The, I think that one's connected to the original. That, yeah, that one I think is connected to the original three. Yeah, did, did not care. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, uh, I think also at that time it's hard. It's hard for me because I was uh, everyone was playing Assassin's Creed at the time. So it's like it's like okay, why would I care? about a lot of, a lot of people, including myself unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It was like, why would I go back to Prince of Persia, even though Prince of Persia is an awesome series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so Prince of Persia, the reboot, the 2000... The 2008 Okay, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got some information on for me? Yeah. Got some information for me? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, so uh, Prince of Persia is the second reboot of the series inspired by the 1989 version of the Prince of Persia game. Oh. Yes. Okay, the side-scrolling one. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So uh, it is an action-adventure platforming game, obviously created by Ubisoft Montreal. Uh, it was released in the United States on December 2nd, 2008 for PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, um, and December 9th on Windows. Uh, the next year, the next March, it was released on Mac. Um, it also was released in November 11th of 2008 for mobile. What? Um, yes, it um, for mobile phones that runs on the Java platform that taking place in a 2D environment and has a feature of enabling the players to control a second character at certain points of the level. Huh. Oh, so this is a straight up different game, basically. Yeah, yeah like pretty much. It seems like it. It seems okay. like more of like the side scroller. OG. V- yeah. Game. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it was interesting. Um, the art is by uh, if I mispronounce these names, I'm sorry. Michael Le- Michael Labot or Michael Lebeau, probably. I don't know. Um, I only mentioned the artist because uh, I feel like the art in the game is actually really beautiful. Like the stylistic uh, aspect of it is like pretty like for me was unique going okay. into a game so like it's definitely like uh something that catches your eye mm. um and the music by uh was composed by uh Stuart uh, uh Chatwood which uh he was part, he's part of a band called the Tea Party I don't know if you've ever heard it you're a big no. music guy um but he worked on several other Prince of Persia t- titles and he also worked uh for music on a ro- another roguelike game uh The Darkest Dungeon 
Oh, sick. That's awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I figured that would be like, your peak. Kinda, yeah, it's kind of a nice little touch there. Uh, and then uh, the second composer on the game's music was made by uh, Anand Zur. Again, not sure if I pronounced these right. Uh, who worked on music for Power Rangers Turbo. Sick. And also a music of another game that I played, which is an introduction for me into another series, uh, Dragon Age Origins. Oh really? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, this is a wide, this is a wide cast here. Going yeah, on. so like, yeah, two very accomplished musicians mm-hmm. uh, working on this game. Um, I'm hoping this game's thematically good. Then, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So I feel like you know, basic uh, outline of like the plot. Basically, set in ancient Persia, follows an unnamed uh, person who finds himself in a mysterious land. After a large sandstorm, Lance, large sandstorm diverts him from his course. Here, he meets a princess and must work with her to imprison an evil entity who was uh, who has corrupted the land after being released by the princess's father. This sounds strangely similar to the original Prince of Persia game that I played, but it's not. Am I treading into Twilight territory here? <laughs> um, it uh, it received. Uh, Generally, most positive reviews, just okay. overall, just because I know you mentioned like, oh god, I, off camera, we, I mentioned this, and he's like, oh god, the bad one. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really, I don't really know a whole lot about this game. Yeah, uh, this is one of the games that yeah. again actually went genuinely yeah. under my radar. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was like it received like they see six or sevens out of tens, mostly for the most part. So not terrible. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's actually seven out of ten on Steam. Um, mm. so uh, one of the reviews there. So okay. just throwing that out there. Cool. Also, this game is not the only game in this iteration of the series. Really? It's actually, there's another game tied to it. It's a spinoff of this game was made for the DS in December of 2008 and oh, is God. the only other game tied to this series, <laughs> to this particular... So that means Ubisoft dropped this game. There's a bad one then. <laughs> no. No, I think U- I think Ubisoft dropped this game and the DS game like concurrently to try and double cash in on like this entire thing to uh, see the, what it... Yeah, okay, yeah. It, it, I mean, it did pretty good on sales. Like, it wasn't like it didn't like bomb or anything. It was just... This is not a this is a rough pitch. I'm gonna let you know this right now. <laughs> you are not a make this did, game sound appealing. No, no. It had like success wise, okay. like view wise, it did solid. Like sales wise, it did solid. Okay. Like it didn't like it wasn't like oh god, it wasn't like, an actual bomb. Yeah, yeah, like it wasn't an actual bomb or anything. So like it just it. I think it suffers from the curse of being part of a series that probably had maybe better games in it. Okay, and like. Because of that critical success of the original reboot of the trilogy, they like this one wasn't quite that. So they were like, "Oh, I don't like it." Kind of like how I feel about like when I say talking about oh Arkham like Origins and stuff like that. It's oh, like, gotcha, oh gotcha. Arkham Origins on its own, in my opinion, is a pretty good game. Okay. And, like it is fine. Like but in I don't, comparison to the previous. Yeah, games. like that's where it gets its flak gotcha. from. So, okay, gotcha. Like, gotcha. Yeah, but like if you play Arkham Origins just by itself without touching, in kind of like within a vacuum. Yeah, it's a pretty solid. good game. Okay, yeah, cool. it's a gotcha. pretty good game. Yeah, yeah. Like there's nothing really wrong with it. Okay, <laughs> so. cool. And okay. kind of how I feel about Prince of Persia. Because <laughs> this is the that is, That's, again, a bad line to close off your picture. <laughs> kind of how I feel about Prince of Persia. No, I think, I think it's a good game. Okay. I didn't... I finished it. I didn't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, and I can't wait to see how you feel about it. Word. So, yeah. yeah, again, kind of, uh, kind of a funny coincidence, actually, because I bought a, a physical copy of this game, like, two, three months ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I just found it at one of the retro shops that I, I frequent, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll get around to this eventually. <laughs> and then yeah. we got into conversation a little bit about, uh, you know, if John wanted to hop on for our second episode, what we would recommend. And this came into conversation, and I was like, I've never actually played this game now that I think about it, and I don't think I remember watching Gabe playing it. So I should probably try this game. 
and then this whole kind of like thing about like this weird reception because of at the time kind of thing you know mm-hmm. now that we're kind of away from the you know no longer looking at through like roads and goggles mm-hmm. we might i maybe i'll probably get a relatively pure look at this game yeah basically. and I'm, I'm actually super interested in how you will react to playing this game because it's like it's i think it's on the cusp of like good and like okay like somewhere in that as far as like general reviews go where like i think it's truly going to be like a player to player experience like mm. for you what will it feel like yeah. especially like you have that previous experience with I, uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a massive yeah. fan of the original yeah. series massive yeah. fan of the original or the original series. reboot yeah probably. so this is like and this is more of like probably a spiritual a spiritual successor especially of like the original original mm. side scroller and like how you feel about that especially and compared to the original reboot well i guess i got one question without spoiling anything else for the for the game before i get my hands on to it, mm-hmm. does this play like the original trilogy, uh, the, the the reboot trilogy? Like where you're wall running, I'm assuming the combat's kind of like in the you're in the circle. That's that's in the circle spatial combat. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. So there is those elements are still there. Yeah, okay, those cool. elements are still there. The combat very much the same. Um, in terms of what you're describing, okay, uh, from what I remember, so the the the, mm. bo- the, the blueprints are there from the from yeah, that they don't, version yeah, the it's not, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not, it's not just a side scroller <laughs> where I'm avoiding pitfalls the entire time. No, it's not. It is, it is, it is platforming, the, the wall running, like you mentioned, and like the, the similar that, combat. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, very, very, very similar. So, okay, mm. cool. Yeah, so I'll, yeah, again, it's a good way for me to force me to actually play this game now <laughs> and actually. <laughs> form a proper opinion on this game. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm down to give it a try. Nice. Okay. So, listeners, uh, there'll be a short break here, and it'll probably, by the time we're back, it'll probably be a week or two, maybe two weeks, more, more likely two weeks, probably. Uh, and I'll have gotten my hands on Prince of Persia, the 2008 reboot of a reboot. <laughs> no, it's just one. There's one reboot. It's a reboot. It's just the second reboot of the 1980s. Second reboot of the 1980s. Okay, yeah, that one. <laughs> this, 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 this Prince of Persia. I'll get my hands on it. It didn't help. They didn't add any of the tagline to it. They just made it Prince of Persia, and, and, <laughs> and then like we gotta like search the 2008 version. Okay. Yeah. We'll be back in a bit. And welcome back, everybody. Uh, it has been two weeks, and Lacan has gotten his hands on Prince of Persia, the 2008 version. Lacan, I am uh, just filled with anticipation at your uh, first thoughts uh, of this game. <laughs> I think I like the trilogy better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like I, I don't, I don't know if that's the, uh, again. I didn't really do a whole lot, lot of online digging mm-hmm. to see if this was uh, a well received game versus the previous. I mean, I saw, I saw um, that this game was relatively well received mm-hmm. overall, mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean, you during the during the first half of the recording, right? I had these preconceived notions of like this is the bad one, isn't it? <laughs> right? Again, like because I, I assumed this is because I didn't hear a whole lot about this one, and also yeah. because this one never got a follow up game. I assumed this was like not a particularly liked mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. that's what i that's what i assumed mm-hmm. um so i came into this one i tried to like get rid of those preconceived notions I, it's hard obviously because I, I already kind of thought this for a couple of years it's yeah. been out since 2008 right mm-hmm. and i love the trilogy the reboot trilogy the mm-hmm. original one yeah um so this game overall not a bad game mm-hmm. i did did have a couple times where i like struggled with like See, here's the thing. I don't know if it was because I'm tired because I work overnight and I was trying to play the game and I'm tired and I was falling asleep in my chair, mm-hmm. or it's because there were a couple of things that felt repetitive over time. 
if you want my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean that's, that's the yeah. first thing that I thought was like, this game's overall decent, <laughs> right? I'm enjoying myself for the most part, but mm-hmm. also like, I'm like falling asleep in my chair. Mm-hmm. Like, what's happening? So, uh, keep in mind, I played this game 15 years ago. Okay. <laughs> but <clears throat> one of the things that I did feel when I played the game was similar to your feeling was there were parts that drew on a little bit too long um, <clears throat> mainly platforming parts that from I, well, I remember just, mm-hmm. just going off memory um, platforming parts definitely drew on a little too long was a little long in a tooth in terms of content of the game so specifically in terms of like movement parts right mm-hmm. it was the plates like the movement plates mm-hmm. like you know you launch yourself mm-hmm. or you like it's like this weird lightning grappling hook thing yeah. or you fly mm-hmm. that's the worst one those sections <clears throat> they be, they're a little bit extended mm-hmm. those are the ones where I would like feel myself in my chair like zoning out because uh-huh. all I'm doing is pressing trying and waiting for the next mm-hmm. thing to happen you know what I mean mm-hmm. so like I could feel myself like having a couple of those moments of like just like please just let me get this part done so I can actually play the game again you yeah. know what I mean yeah um but like, yeah, that's one of the things that I like. I noticed, and yeah, you're absolutely right in terms of like some of the movement parts, mm-hmm. the movement sections mm-hmm. get a little like they they kind of overstay their welcome mm-hmm. a little bit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I mean, that being said, that this game does um, the cool thing that I noticed right off the bat with this game mm-hmm. was it's not linear like the previous trilogy. So the li- previous trilogy, um, while each room was technically like a movement puzzle, mm-hmm. this is like you know kind of like a not an open world. It's more of like a semi-open hub kind of deal going on, mm-hmm. which I kind of liked. Yeah. Um, because like, it's not Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. and it's not fully linear mm-hmm. like the old school Prince of Persia games, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which I kind of dug. Mm-hmm. But the thing is like, um, there's also like the collector in me where it's like, I have to collect all the light sparks. <laughs> so I have to travel the entire map. You know what I mean? So I have to do everything. And I, towards the end of this, of uh, the two weeks, I had to stop like doing that because mm-hmm. I had to make sure I finished the game before we got back to recording kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I finished this game like yesterday. <laughs> like I had like, I had the, the war, the, the warrior fight. Yeah. And then fight, uh, the, the God who forgot his name already again. Uh, no, I mean, I can look yeah, at no. it. Yeah, but yeah, I don't. Here's, yeah. The, here's the thing. The story in this game is like, it's decent, mm-hmm. but not enough for me to care. It, yeah. Uh, I'm not surprised at that. It's, uh, it's, uh, like, cause the story I outlined it in like the beginning of the episode and like, um, <clears throat> it's like pretty straightforward. Mm. Um, and to be fair, you, you get, basically a bulk of the story what's happening what the plot is very early on and then you just play through to get to like the end of to get to the big bad from what I remember yeah yeah. and it's like there's not really like a whole bunch of development outside of like there's not like one thing that I like a little bit of character development maybe at most and like a little bit of like you know like interaction as well too yeah like there's not like there's not a ton and it's only like like for all intents and purposes, like what two characters? Yeah, basically. Yeah, and like so. the other the four bosses are kind of just like, mm-hmm. oh, this is also a person of Ar- Aramon. There it goes. Like these mm-hmm. are the four. These are like you know people who sold their souls to Aramon for mm-hmm. power. Or whatever. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, sure, mm-hmm. I guess. How do I fight them? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's kind of what I got to of it. Yeah. That being said, though, the gameplay is fun. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, oh, sorry, I cut you off. You you were saying, you were finishing off that thought. Before. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, uh, no. I mean, I was kind of just going ahead of like the story and stuff like that. Yeah. Can... So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So the so again, this, so this since I played it now, and now that's mm-hmm. relatively fresh in my mind still. Mm-hmm. Um, Elika's father was releasing the god Armon, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, who is known to have released their corrupted power or uh, bestowed their corrupted power upon other people? Yeah. 
um, making them essentially immortal demons, I guess, technically, right? Yeah. Until, they, until essentially they're, they're, they're like saved or, or like whatever, cleansed over their power or whatever. Apologize, apologies to uh, the Prince of Persia 2008 version of Stans who are just yeah, screaming. Yeah, like, who's so angry at me. Just, <laughs> yeah. uh, look, like this, the story's not, not that deep. It is not that deep. It's like, no, that's not, that's not how it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and um, you're trying to basically re... Uh, we, so you as the prince and uh, Elika as like your, not like your uh, side character because she kind of she essentially plays like as you basically plays two characters all the time, mm-hmm. uh, with the power of Ormazd, the light god essentially, mm-hmm. are trying to seal away. Uh, I already forgot the name Aramon. <laughs> yeah, Aramon. Yeah, Aramon, trying, to yeah. Se- trying to seal away Aramon after mm. your after Elika's father released Aramon to mm. save his daughter from a vision that he saw and after losing his wife already. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. Something, yeah. something along those lines, basically. Yeah. Um, and you fight, you know, again, like four bosses essentially that are, you know, like the the the, the minions, like the, the higher the higher minions mm. of of Arabon, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh you basically go around traveling through four different sections of the gate four different sections of like your palace or the lands of their kingdom essentially. Mm. And uh, opening up more areas by healing the land, or essentially just opening up a teleport he- teleport spot, basically <laughs> healing the land. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then once you unlock all, once you uh, capture or pick up enough uh, uh, light spheres, light orbs, or light relics, whatever they call them, I forgot what they call them already. Uh, you can unlock these plate abilities that allow you to traverse different sections in different ways. Mm. Like uh, the red plate allows you to launch yourself from a red plate to another red plate, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the blue allows you to like kind of grapple hook from one area to another. Uh, but only again, these are all like unspecified tracks. You, they're kind of like, you do these and they move you to a specific section in order kind of mm-hmm. thing. You're not like, not like it allows you free movement around the map. Mm. Uh, yellow is like you take flight over this predetermined path and kind of dodge obstacles on the way, which is like again just <laughs> so annoying, it's just so tedious. <laughs> and then the green, which is kind of like the yellow, but I enjoyed it at least a little bit more, mm. um, even though it's just as annoying technically in some parts, where you run like across walls and shit, but mm. like not in like the typical wall running thing. Yeah. You're like running at like a full spring. You're kind of dra- you're basically playing subway runner. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, okay, yes, I remember that. Yes, yeah. I do. That is coming back to me. Um, yes. And then like you know, eventually they combine all these different things into like kind of these little predetermined segments, which mm. are kind of annoying because mm-hmm. like it started dragging the gameplay a little bit. Yeah. But overall, it was like that, and then the regular gameplay, which is like you traversing with like parkour, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, like like free running kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you ever played the original trilogy games, uh, the prince in that in those games did the same stuff wall running wall jumping ledge you know like ledge uh climbing up ledges and walls and stuff like that and um uh like running up walls and uh, scaling walls that way right that's in the original trilogy this is kind of like a slightly touched up version of that because now they have like rings that you can extend your runs with or um like and oh, you also have elica herself Mm -hmm. extending your jumps yeah uh or saving you if you die or if you if you fail a jump, I also like so like uh, full disclosure looked up uh, old clips of the game because it's been very long since I've seen it. But um, <clears throat> seeing her save you from you failing a jumping puzzle or jumping off a platform was a uh, nice nice memory to have because she basically, basically is just this angel going ahead grabbing you and saying, "Hey, buddy, uh, come back up here." <laughs> I got I got the achievement by the way of um, the trophy anyway of. Uh, Beat the game with her saving you under a hundred times. Ooh, nice, yeah. nice. Which is funny because in this game, because there's no like, it's weird. This game doesn't allow you to die, if no. that makes sense. Because like, 
if you fall, she just saves you. There's mm-hmm. no like true death in this game versus the previous games where you could re- you can rewind time using sand. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have enough time to save your to return to rewind to a certain <laughs> point, you were technically saved. You mm-hmm. would just die at that point, basically. Mm-hmm. You have to start from the previous checkpoint. This yeah. game does none of that, mm-hmm. and even in combat, mm-hmm. which kind of threw me off, that like if you get downed, you have a chance to recover, and if you fail that recovery, the QTE, she'll just save you. Mm-hmm. So there's no real way to fail this game, mm-hmm. which like in the be- so which a lot like which like like kind of informed me in the beginning of my playthrough mm-hmm. just slam my head against the wall figure it out <laughs> or don't figure it out properly just figure it out eventually just brute force it. yeah just basically that's basically what i did which is again kind of weird because again the previous game was more like a movement puzzle game mm-hmm. you know what i mean this one just like i was like, i'm just gonna brute force this because it, mm-hmm. it felt it felt nicer in some ways but like and but like i can't even say but like refined mm-hmm. because like it's, it's like because there are things i felt nicer but there are things that I kind of miss in the previous one, like consequences. Mm. I miss those. I miss consequences. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't be punished for a little bit. Yeah, because <laughs> because again, like it makes me actively think of what I'm doing when I'm playing the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I think it also speaks to games right now in today's age versus uh, what some games were back then. That that uh, difference in because I feel like games today, especially a lot of the great ones, like will punish you. Or make you like, hey, you you are going to suffer this consequence until you learn how to do this mechanic properly. Yeah. And Dark Souls, yeah. right? Any of the Dark Souls games, um, Cuphead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's mm-hmm. difficult games in general. There are there are difficult games still. Yeah, right? and like even like games that aren't like who don't like put their stamp as like difficulty as like their thing. Like even other games like that are more mainstream. Um, still give you that sense of consequence like until you figure this out properly you're going to like and it's like like one thing i can think of is like uh the uh like the jedi not the survival jedi outcast um the previous one the previous one jedi uh oh what was fallen it? order yeah fallen order like i because i got that <clears throat> game i was playing it and yeah like this is like kind of the same thing as like until you approach this like situation properly until you approach this fight properly like i mean that's basically a star wars dark souls yeah 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 so like things like that and like um and like so it's weird to be in a game where like actually you're fine don't worry about it well i mean there's the whole argument like nowadays that games are too easy right because like there's no health counter there's no life counters anymore you Mm -hmm. know what i mean Mm -hmm. oh just start restart from the last checkpoint you know what i mean there's like i think because i grew up in the previous trilogy Mm -hmm. of prince of persia i have these preconceived like kind of like ideas about it yeah it's like oh no if i fuck up i fuck up that's on me and i start from the last checkpoint i'm punished that way that's why Mm -hmm. i think of the next way i approach this area Mm -hmm. so that's kind of like a kind of a modern idea versus the old school idea of like Mm -hmm. lives versus kind of like having like kind of a little bit of flexibility to replay things you Mm -hmm. know what i mean um, which again makes kind of sense in a game like the previous Prince of Persia game. Mm-hmm. In this game, it's just like, why is she just here to save you every time you do something bad? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it's it's, a, it's it, especially of, it's of the time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You can yeah. feel it of like, oh, this this is absolutely like late two thousands, early twenty tens, yeah. game development mentality at the time, mm-hmm. right? Um, <clears throat> so I guess some some specific points I wanted to touch upon in this one for here. Uh, Nola North is the voice of the prince in this game, which is like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, because the thing is, the previous one I think was a British dude, which again, still not great because the game is based in Persia, right? Yeah, but um, but at least it's on the right side of the pond. I mean, it could have been Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh Jesus Christ! We don't talk about, we don't talk about that. Um, but yeah, like Nolan North, and it's weird because again, the previous Prince was so much more serious. Mm-hmm. So hearing Nolan North being kind of quippy in this game, honestly, kind of threw me off a little bit. Like I didn't like it 
mm-hmm. in the beginning and like I kind of warmed up to it a little bit in the middle because it opened up the interaction with him and Elika mm-hmm. and then like towards the end it was just like man like I just need him to not talk to this game anymore <laughs> so anti uh, new prince you were by the time you got like to a certain part like you yeah. were done with this personality yeah because <laughs> again like the game is the game is kind of serious and kind of kind of kind of darken its storytelling, right? Yeah. This is like a world-ending calamity event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a, basically you're in a po- an apocalyptic setting, yeah. more or less. And then, mm-hmm. like, he's here just quipping. You know what I mean? Or talking about, hey, don't look on my butt. You know what I mean? To, to Elika. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, did this girl just lose, like, her dad and all her people? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, why is it so lighthearted? I mean, again, I, look, I, I appreciate a little bit of lightheartedness because, obviously, it's, like, when a game is all doom and gloom, it's rough to get through. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But, like, like the the... It felt very t- late 2000s. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the thing is, I played this on the PS3, right? Okay. Right? You, you can see yeah. right here. PS3 yeah. right here. Ah, uh, classic. It reminded me of, and the thing is, Nolan North. All I can think of at the time, Uncharted. <laughs> Another game where you climb up shit. You know what I mean? Like, and like, and like jump and hang from walls and like swing off of like railings and shit. And it's like, this just feels like, because Nolan North was the voice of the prince, it's like, I just, I, I don't know what came out first or not, you know, at this point, right? But like, it felt like Nolan North was just doing more Uncharted. So are you saying that the unnamed prince headcanon was actually Nathan Drake? Yes, searching that's, for it, more that's, treasure? It, that's, that's his. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Prince of Persia? We're gonna we're, we're gonna steal the Assassin's Creed storyline here, and and uh, the prince is Nathan Drake's great great ancestor before. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I when this is where like I was like saying before when I pitched the game, I was like, oh, the theory was like, oh, there's two different princes right and like one prince represents the light one prince represents the dark and like um that may explain why there was such a personality difference with this prince um because he just represents a different side of um the two sides of the coin i guess Mm -hmm. yeah because he's not exactly as dark as the previous prince Mm -hmm. the previous prince actually has like a whole thing where like he goes into like a demon form yeah like this prince gets a little bit corrupted Mm -hmm. But you kind of like cleanse yourself. You yeah, know what I mean that's really about it. So mm-hmm. it's, that's really the most you kind of deal with. Yeah, he doesn't. Em- he doesn't seem like he embraces, embraces the it. darkness. Yeah, yeah so mm-hmm. I, it's kind of it's a cool idea, mm-hmm. and I wish I kind of wish they did more with it. Mm-hmm. But like I think this game didn't help to swing me into that side at least. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it, it just felt it just felt like a different game. They're trying to do something a little bit different, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think than like what the previous trilogy was already kind of setting up in the first place. I kinda wanna see when Uncharted came out. I'm pretty sure it was after. Well yeah, go ahead and look that up real quick yeah. for this while well, I go see one my, my my specific notes that I want to touch upon here. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the uh the Prince isn't super serious in this one I, I just talked about that before. He's very much a smooth talking MC that was starting to be popular around this time. Uh mm-hmm. there you go see I acknowledged it then. There you go. That's, oh, that's yeah. my second note. That's like that's <laughs> Probably within me playing the oh, game for about maybe 30 minutes. Oh, smooth talking MC. Yeah, that's go. what he is. He's kind of quippy, kind of <laughs> snarky a little bit. You know what I mean? Or, you know, <laughs> not super serious. Uh-huh. And it just, again, it kind of threw me off. I was like, because the whole thing is with the previous game is much more serious. And again, this is a very serious tale. This is supposed to be the end of the world kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the combat feels familiar overall. Um, I mentioned before that the previous Prince of Persia games, Prince of Persia games, essentially kind of established that like flow fighting style where you kind of move between enemy to enemy, and you know, basically what the Assassin's Creed games are now, mm-hmm. basically, right? Yeah. This felt a little bit similar, but confined to one-on-one fights. I didn't realize like until like you know maybe an hour in, I was like, mm. oh, every fight's a one-on-one fight in this game. There's mm-hmm. no like fighting swarms of enemies kind of thing here, yeah. which is cool. It, to some extent, uh, actually, let me skip down to the bottom of my notes because I did make a note of it. I think that the fact that the fights were being 
uh, were one on one, technically two v one. You were again, you and Alec are technically on the same, are kind of fighting interchangeably, right? Mm-hmm. It made each fight more impactful, especially the boss fights. Mm-hmm. But I do miss the flow combat of the previous games because it kind of felt like smooth. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I can move from this guy, stun him. I move to this mm-hmm. other guy, mm-hmm. finish him off with my dagger, absorb him, absorb his sand into my dagger, use mm-hmm. that for time and manipulation later on down the fight. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I think it's interesting thinking of because you actually touched on a, it a little bit in terms of like the the world and like how open it was versus like previous things stuff like that like the evolution of Ubisoft from like Prince of Persia being a re- relatively linear yeah game. relatively linear game a little to, bit of exploration yeah this is a little bit of exploration and then Assassin's Creed just straight like um, a little bit like Assassin's Creed one really was it was kind of linear but more open in terms of how you want to approach, like, going to the next path. Yeah. And then, like, it went full open world after that. Yeah. And then, like, and then even in the combat system, just thinking of, like, oh, you can fight multiple people. Actually, we're going to do single fighting. Actually, we're going to go back to fighting multiple people. Yeah. And then later on, they went back to single fighting. Did they? Like, yeah. Well, like, you can still fight multiple people, but it's, like, uh, melee melee on targeted oh, okay, com- gotcha, gotcha. combat. So, like, yeah. it's really best to try and split up fights. Gotcha. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, again, I'm so used to kind of flow, that flow one-on-five kind of fighting thing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. But it, it didn't feel bad. I, I will say the fighting in this game felt relatively good overall. Mm-hmm. Um, they basically simplified it down to melee attacks with the prince in his sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, the princess Elika using her magic attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, using the gauntlet to grab and throw enemies into the air and to do air combos. Mm-hmm. And then X to do acrobatic, like jump over them kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they do combos that way. Yeah. Um, which you couldn't do for the bosses anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but And then blocking. Like uh, parrying specifically, mm-hmm. which is like, it's, it felt more of like a rhythm game mm-hmm. in terms of like how the fighting mm-hmm. felt. Yeah. Um, once you got to like a certain point, you know what I mean. Kind of remember how how fast do their attacks come out? You know what I mean. Yeah. Like, so because like eventually it becomes like, you hit them, they parry you, they swing back at you, you parry them, mm-hmm. and basically becomes like a chain until one of you fails. Yeah. Basically, and it's kind of it's kind of like a timing check. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, at least it lets me feel more focused in it. Mm-hmm. But like, I kind of miss being able to do more stuff than just be kind of locked into what the game wants me to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially in a game that feels so free, like a Prince of Persia game, yeah. where I want to run around and do stuff and, you know, run on walls and mm-hmm. jump and just do whatever the hell I want. This felt a little bit more, like, locked in, which, again, felt good, and it made fights more impactful where you're not mm-hmm. just, you know, mowing down, like, <laughs> just goons. Yeah, exactly. Just, you know, I mean, even though it's cool and as acrobatic and stylish as it was, yeah. it's like, okay, no, I'm only fighting really, like, one... Uh, person every platform right yeah. and then four bosses mm-hmm. uh, well four bosses four mini bosses and then like a main boss mm-hmm. you know what I mean that's basically it um, which made those feel more you know again more uh, they felt like they w- they were worth more because mm-hmm. they were like mini bosses yeah and then the boss themselves kind mm-hmm. of thing you know what I mean I remember like when doing it at the time I'm remembering how unique that fighting style was with just uh, like the timing of it and like the QTE like kind elements. of aspect each of yeah. yeah. And like it it felt like it was missing something. I don't know what when I when I played it, but it was definitely like memorable as yeah, a fight no, absolutely. Like, mechanic. Yeah, mm-hmm. it felt good. Mm-hmm. Again, it just felt like I needed something it felt like I needed something else too. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. again, I I I think if again for me it's because I miss that flowy kind of fighting combat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh then I also said here, um the addition of Alika in combat kind of confuses me. I'm assuming she does more more damage to specific enemies. Mm-hmm. And then a note, yes, different <laughs> enemy combat states. Oh, that's that's what I'm, so like you realize, okay, mm-hmm. certain enemies can only be damaged with certain attacks during different forms or stances they take. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's like the part that I was like, okay, now I'm in. Because mm-hmm. before it just felt, felt like, oh, I was just, 
I'm mashing square until they parry me, and then I parry them. Mm. That's basically what I was doing mm. until the combat scene started coming. I was like, okay, yeah. this is like the last little bit that I needed to get me over the over the hump, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here, because in the original uh, reboot trilogy, you had to use the dagger specifically to destroy and absorb sand monsters. Mm. So that's how you killed enemies because okay. you could knock them down; they wouldn't die until you press i think it was triangle to use the dagger specifically to mm. stab them and absorb their sand ah yeah so in this game which also was i, I kind of realized here is that you can kind of end fights by just kicking enemies off the platform <laughs> um <coughs> by like by basically mashing mashing melee until to knock them back or uh-huh. alica's attacks to knock them back uh-huh. once they hit the edge of the platform you're like the prince just stabs them and kicks them off and I'm like oh that's the end of that fight <laughs> Which is cool because I like, like if I'm like if I'm just not in the mood to like yeah. fight, I can just end the fight real quick. <laughs> You're just trying to like I'm over this. Yeah, I mean, especially during like, the middle part where I was like I got to make sure I finish this game before. Yeah, let you me know, like, catch up a little bit of ground because I spent too much time exploring and grabbing all of the little light orbs. Yeah, it's like. Let me let me let me grab back a little bit of ground. So, so you just start shoving people off the yeah, edge of platform. Yeah, shoot them off the edge. Exactly. I don't want to do with this fight. You're just pushing them off. Yeah. <laughs> Which turns out to be a major mechanic in most of the boss fights later down the line, like, especially with the warrior, the, who like his only way of you killing him is by you kicking him off the ledge. <laughs> Yeah, it's racking up those ring out victories. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's all it was. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, just as a note, uh, Uncharted did come out in 2007. There we go. So, <laughs> so it came out a year before. It was and Uncharted for me was impactful. <laughs> I loved Uncharted. Uh, so he, I was a PS3, like, not well, not apologist, but like I was like, this thing is sick. You know mm. what I mean? I bought it and like, you know how people are for the Dreamcast where like the Dreamcast is like the greatest console that came out too, too soon kind of thing? Oh, yeah. I was like, the PS3 is expensive. I get that. But it's dope, mm. right? You know, yeah. I, I, was, I had, Well, everyone else was getting 360s. <laughs> so I, I had to be like the, the, the guy like trying to defend the PS3 yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was like, mm. like early on, I got Uncharted. I was like, this game fucking rules. And Metal mm. Gear Solid 4 was awesome. You mm. know what I mean? Then like, and I, you know, I played uh, like the infamous games. You know what I mean? Like I played uh, a lot of those guys, and I was like, I had to swear, like, yo, guys, no, yeah, trust me. PS yeah. PlayStation has really good games, guys. Please trust me on this one. <laughs> You'll see. You're all. Safe. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and then so that's the thing. Uncharted imprinted so much on me, uh-huh. and I think that's why I felt so a little bit off with the Prince in this one because again, it's also voiced by voiced by Nolan North, mm-hmm. another Prince that does wall climbing and scaling mm-hmm. and these massive, you know, like locations of like really dramatic set pieces and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like Uncharted just does it better. Yeah. That's basically, I think, that, mm-hmm. what my issue was with the Prince, why mm-hmm. it kind of threw me off of why I didn't like him initially in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, like uh, so when you say, like, Uncharted does it better, like, you mean, like, the character, like, the character work with, like, yeah. Nathan Drake versus the Prince in this one? Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. in Uncharted, the biggest focus that I like to tell everybody is that, like, how good the the dialogue feels in that game. Mm-hmm. Him and Sully, him and Elena, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's just, like, it's very quick. Like, very, like, uh, you know, like... It's like friends talking. Mm-hmm. They kind of bounce off each other in terms of energy, right? Yeah. In this game, it's more just like, oh, because there's not as many people, it's only him and Elika. Yeah. It feels more like they're, they're reading a script. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It feels more rigid for the most part. Again, until you get to some of those, like, because I did a decent amount of, like, talk to Elika. You just press L2 or L1 to just mm-hmm. talk to Elika and you gotta explain I'm more glad, of the I'm story. glad you went for the extra dialogue options. A little bit. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> because again, I'm like, oh, no, no, that's cool. I'll, like, I'm sure he, they had him do a lot of stuff. And they did. Mm-hmm. And it also, because it added a lot more lore. You mm-hmm. know, he talked about her family and her father and her mother and, you know, why she has the power of Ormaz and why they're fighting Aramon, right? Mm-hmm. And then again, some of those quippies, there's a couple quips that, like, you know, they kind of get a little bit flirtatious. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So they do some of this stuff. And some of those felt a little more natural. But for the most part, early on, 
it just felt very stiff mm. because again, it's like, oh, why am I even here with you? Kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's like mm. it felt kind of like, like too convenient that like the prince runs into the princess, basically. You mm. know what I mean? It kind of felt like that, basically, for me. Got it. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, the se- yeah. So I said before, the semi-open area gameplay is kind of a cool idea. Still relatively linear without having to worry about where to go next, but still. Uh, having the freedom to choose to go about however you want to go first. Because mm-hmm. technically, from my understanding, you could fight any of the bosses in whatever order you yeah. want. Mm-hmm. Because your all of your abilities are essentially locked behind the orbs. Mm-hmm. And you can unlock those in whatever order you want to. Mm-hmm. And you need two abilities to get through each individual gate to fight the boss, basically. Or the mini bosses, mm-hmm. essentially. Like, oh, this is kind of sick. It's mm-hmm. kind of flexible. Lets you do however you want, play it however you want, explore everything if you wanted to do, the, do all that. Mm-hmm. And there you go. It's, like, it's, it's a really, really cool idea. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. So the collectible collectathon gameplay is kind of nostalgic. Mm-hmm. It felt it reminded me of like you oh. know like Crash Bandicoot, uh, Jack and Daxter. You know what I mean? Like yeah, n- like uh, like the like the uh, was like like Banjo Kazooie, the Donkey Kong sixty four game, where like, you just go grab grab you yeah. grab everything. Just That's grab, just the yeah. orbs. You know what I mean? Yeah, just just one hundred percent it. There you go. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's, it's, it's kind of fun for me to just go around and explore that kind of aspect of the game again. I think it's what, what like four hundred light orbs, something along those four hundred something. A thousand one. A thousand one. Yeah. Oh my god. I think that's a reference, right, to Alibaba. Maybe it may be. Is that a thousand one? Yeah. Yeah. I want to say that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and look that up real quick. Yeah, so, I, so, I don't know. So I don't sound like an idiot. <laughs> or, no, that, that I think that is a reference, but... Um, thousand, thought, yeah, 1001 Arabian Nights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, thousand, 1001. Wow. Uh, I ended up around 678, wow. because again, I had to like, I had to yeah, finish, I finish yeah. the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Jeez, I didn't realize it was that many. I thought it was like 400. Yeah, and I, because I had all the abilities, I was like, oh, I know how to get all these now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I was like... I gotta finish the game soon, so mm-hmm. let me let me just let me just get around with my mm-hmm. business and finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably because I'm me and I've gotten like 63 percent of the trophies already. Mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> I gotta finish this one. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I, I'm that kind of guy. You're gonna go I, back. You're just like, I gotta get the. I gotta oh, get the we can't. Yeah. We can't fight. We can't fight. Yeah, we gotta get the orbs. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but my family. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your civilization will be fine. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, was what, what? What did I just say? What did I just say? The, the orbs. Oh, the, yeah, the the collectathon thing. Um, I spent a lot of time my, my time tracking a lot of those light orbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I again, I understand it is also like a mechanic to also allow you to explore and allow you to properly explore the movement mechanics of the game. Yeah. Um, and like it, like it also gets me to like really explore the areas that I've really been in. Uh, it does become a little bit tedious when they start getting attached to the movement plates mm. because I'm like, let me just grab the orbs that I want to by like figuring out this little tiny movement puzzle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not exactly hard for me to figure it out. Just <laughs> let me just do what let me just do the thing. You know what I mean? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Here's a note. I'm assuming that I don't need to collect all the light fragments, but I'm assuming there's a trophy or achievement for it, and there is, <laughs> which is why can, I have to go back. I can't stop. Can you imagine if they put all those light orbs in the game and there's no achievement? I'd be so angry. <laughs> I'd be so angry. <laughs> it's like, oh, nice job, you did yeah. it. Uh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a, a major. This isn't in my notes, and I, I think I, because I didn't have to put it in my notes, the art style is sick in this game. Cause it the feels, art style, yeah. It feels a little bit cell shady, kind of like mm. watercolory. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like not cartoony, if that makes sense. You no. know, because the previous games was very like kind of dark and gloomy and kind of mostly 
grades and you know for the previous for the previous trilogy games mm-hmm. but the, you know again like the prince has like a, a red and blue scarf on his head and his design is mostly brown but it pops against everything else is kind of more brown or green in some areas or like you get into the uh the city and it's like everything's kind of blue and mm-hmm. gold and it's like oh this, this game is gorgeous yes for a game that's you know again 2008 or so it looks really really pretty like the design was very well done for like a game i i played a long time ago and like one of the things that has stuck with me in the entirety of my life is the artwork and the visuals of that game like the character designs the the layout of the land the colors of the land the colors of like the powers like elica when she uses her powers like the accent piercing white blue white light kind of thing yeah like look it just everything complements each other which is why like i say the artist in the introduction of the game because i feel like and like i mentioned i think i mentioned this in the beginning too like the art of the game is just so like uh it's just so memorable. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. again, like I, I look at, I think I can still picture the old prince now, and it was like, okay, he's just a prince wearing a blue shirt and white pants, mm-hmm. white pants, yeah, white pants, mm-hmm. and the shirt gets more and more destroyed as the game goes on. Like he loses sleeves, he loses mm-hmm. his shirt eventually, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, so he, but he, he's like a rugged war prince at that point. You know? What yeah, I mean? he's kind of like Goku. He's just Gokuing it. Yeah, <laughs> but in this game, it's like no, he's a very specific image they wanted for the prince in this game. Like mm-hmm. he's wearing his brown attire, the mm-hmm. The blue red scarf headdress thing kind of like really pops against it, and his sword, mm-hmm. his scimitar is like kind of like a bronzish kind of like light lighter brown, mm-hmm. really pops. And again, Elika's wearing this like white shirt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Her skin's um, her like her skin's a little like glowy kind of as well too. And then all the magic, yeah, it's like piercing white blue kind of thing going on. Yeah, so it's like it's very 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 aesthetically pleasing for this game. Reminded me a little bit of like Okami. I don't know if you ever heard of that game or not. I have not. It's a game where you play as like a a wolf, like a like a oh, it's like a Japanese wolf god. Oh wait, wait, like I a mean, white have... a white dog uh-huh. with like a with like a spinning wheel on your back kind of thing. It's like a, like a spinning like magic wheel on your back kind of thing. Uh-huh. And you get it's kind of like you're painting, like you're you're, you're, you're you use your tail to attack stuff or you're to bite stuff. Uh-huh. It looks like it looks like like Japanese like like East oh, Asian bro- brush strokes. Oh, I think I, I think I have heard of that game. Yeah, okay. it, yeah. it reminded me a little bit of that aesthetically mm-hmm. wise because it, again, it's not it's not shell shaded, mm-hmm. but it's watercolory inspired yeah. kind of thing. It feels like you're like. watching a painting in, in motion. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's kind of like yeah. what I figure, like is off in this game. And again, like, uh, like they weren't doing faces bad around this time either. You know, around this time mm. they were starting starting to kind of understand how to do facial expressions. Mm. There's still that uncanny valley of uncanny yeah. valley, of course, but like. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not bad, you know. Mm. What I mean, it feels it looks a little stiff for the most part. Like mm. Elka's face looks a little creepy sometimes when she looks directly kind of towards the camera. <laughs> like the and it, uh, it's just because she has that white glow to her because of her magic. You know uh, what I mean, yeah, yeah. But like the prince, kind of like you. Funny, I see the prince talking, and then like he he have like, his, his face would be scrunched up, and then right at the end, his face would come back to a regular <laughs> smile. And I'm like, it's so weird. <laughs> you know, they're so close to figuring out faces around this time. I um I will say I I think if I'm not mistaken the art for the prince like his wardrobe and everything was very particular for a reason um the imagery of what he was wearing alluded to like the story of his character to a certain degree and what he was supposed to be mm. if I'm not mistaken um but that's why it's like 
the art is also significant in another way. It's like another way of them telling the story of the mm, character. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes mm. sense. Yeah, because again, he is a because he's not he's not exactly a prince in this mm. game. Like no. story wise, he's a like a like a tomb raider, ro- like, yeah, you know, tomb robber, kind of kind of dashardly kind of a guy. Yeah. Like, not, not, not not like like sleazy, underhanded a little bit. Yeah. You know like, what I mean? He seems like like just a wanderer slash like. Yeah, like philandery kind of yeah. guy. Like, he, he talks about like you know, like having handmaidens and all this other stuff, and kind of being like a, like yeah, like I, I can have my own harem, and you know, <laughs> like I can have a, a, a room full of gold. And, yeah, like, and like Elka like ribs him for it. You know what mm. I mean? And then it's like, yeah, he's like this guy's kind of a scumbag, isn't he? Like, a little bit. <laughs> it's like why? Why am I following this yeah, guy? Is this the best we have? <laughs> this is the hero. Okay, sure, right. <laughs> um, but like you know, like yeah, like he, but he does have like um. Like a, he has like an air of being the hero still. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Even though he has like these weird, um, kind of like not favorable traits of like being like a main main protagonist character. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Which again, like it's kind of like a part of interaction with him and Elka because of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Which kind of you know, fu- it's funny because of it. She ribs him for it. Yeah, yeah. There's, and like, actually speaking with yeah here, there's a there's a little bit of like adult mature humor, like quote unquote adult <laughs> during the conversations. You know what I mean? Like yeah. again, like um. He he. There's one point where he asked Elka about how, if she has ever had a boyfriend. <laughs> Just straight out with it, like yeah, you know he does. Like, that's the thing that they remember. Which implies that she's very well read. So that means no. <laughs> like, like, that's kind of funny. You know what I mean? And then he said, then he replies something along the lines of, "There are some things better learned through experience." And I'm like, "Okay, too far. Gross. <laughs> this is a game for children." <laughs> I again want to reiterate that there is a post-apocalyptic area of the world where a demon has attacked and taken over and murdered a bunch of yeah. people, and he's trying to get the last survivor to be his booty call. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to reiterate that this is the hero. Priorities in order, baby. This is the hero of the game. <laughs> this is the best game has yeah. to I mean, yeah, like again, there's some stuff that's like, and it's like not that it, it doesn't sit right with me or whatever. Like I, yeah. I love like adult. Mature humor It's just perfectly fine It just feels cringy I think that's the issue And again Is it because It's like 2008 I don't think so Because again Uncharted is an older Is again Around the same time mm-hmm. And because I think The delivery was Much more natural And like you know um, Just like just flowed better, you know mm. what I mean. And I think it didn't feel as like gross when I heard when I hear dialogue in Uncharted. Like the Uncharted's like so in Uncharted, like the voice voice acting is mm-hmm. like a highlight for me. This game is kind of like mm-hmm. oh, it's there. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, because again, I like Nolan North a lot. I, I don't know who Elka's voice actress was, but she's she's really good. I like I like her a lot for the most part of this game. Um, she's a little serious, like she's a lot serious actually. You know, for most of the game. Mm-hmm. Because she has this, you know, she has the weight of the world on her shoulders, yeah. right? While the prince kind of is like, "I'm here for the ride," kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a sense of duty with her, like yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. she's really good. Like I, I like, I like her voice acting a lot. Mm-hmm. It's just that, like again, it just feels like, I the the tone, the tone is just not there for like where it needs to be early on, earlier on in the game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It just feels like it takes takes too long to finally get to that point where everything feels super serious. Because again, it is the end of the world. Uh, her voice actress is uh, Carrie Walgren. Pretty sure for the name before. Uh, she, Does she have like an IMDb? Of she was in Kung, she was in uh, Kung Fu Panda As and who? Entangled. Who is she in? Wait, who's she in Kung Fu Panda? Uh, if I, she, if I'm trying to find it right now, um, oh, she was. I don't. It's not telling me. Okay, hold on. I'm going to IMDb, but yeah, she yeah. was in Kung Fu Panda and Entangled. Okay, um, cool. But um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, the. 
So, like, you mentioned, like, you don't think it's, like, the time period, like, a 2008. I think it's less, I also think it's less about the time period. I think it's more about the audience who is playing the game. So, like, I was 18 at the time when I played the game, right? So, like, random hero, like, character making a, like, joke of trying to bed this <laughs> girl in, like... Yeah, there's, like, a clearly attractive yeah, princess yeah, in the world, right? Yeah, like, it's like, ha, 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 like, yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I, guess, like, I, I guess in the time, yeah, it's yeah, funny then. Yeah, I think so. I don't know if it's because I'm an, I'm an old bitter man at this point. <laughs> <laughs> an old bitter man. Um, well, yeah, well, I mean, you're also, like, <laughs> I'm an old bitter single man. There we go. You want, you want, me, you want oh, me to spell it up for oh you, John? Oh, my God. <laughs> God. You're, why are you doing this to yourself? That's not the... <laughs> Oh, don't, don't cry. I'm so alone. <laughs> no, no. Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, okay. Let me find tissues. Hold on. Um, no, the, um, the, I think just like being Smooth in a different mind. hero. Yeah. Kind of like, want the MC to be kind of a cool guy. Yeah. Character I in think, place. yeah, I think that's the, and that maybe like, I, you know, I, I never played the first Uncharted. I only started in Uncharted 2. I saw gameplay of the first Uncharted mainly because like the gameplay to me was good, but like, I don't. I didn't want to go through hours of shoot, shooting people and just shooting people. Yeah, well, but, I mean, Uncharted, Uncharted one to Uncharted two is actually like a world of difference. Like, it, it's yeah. much more refined in Uncharted two. Yeah, but like you know, when I like when I think about like oh those type of quick quippy like type of heroes and stuff like that, my thinking is like you know yeah today as adults and in this day and age like we would hear that and be like why are you doing that right yeah, now? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's now it's kind of cringy. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. But, but back then it was like it was all the rage. It was like a lot of the games were. Yeah, you're like, oh, look at this, like, oh, charismatic, like yeah, hero who's exactly. handsome and like you know knows how to talk to girls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? I, I guess that's probably yeah. like, the audience. No, you're right. I think it might be like audience thing. At this yeah, point. yeah. Again, so, we're all bitter men at this point. So yeah, it's like it's, like, it's, not, yeah. it's clearly anyway, not like I, not going to stick for us as hard. As yeah, that. and I don't know how the dialogue for like Uncharted One would hold up. I, and, I'm telling you, man, I'm trying. To, I'm absolutely holds up better. It probably is there like does um. Who's the, the blonde girl in Uncharted? Elena? Yeah. That she, is she in the first Uncharted yes. at all? She is? Okay. Yes. All right. Mm. I'm, and I'm telling you, like the cast in every one of the Uncharted games, mm. fantastic. So if you ever get the chance to, play through all of them. Oh, I mean, I've I mean, I've played through all of them outside of just the first one. I've played through every one. Play the first one. Mm. I mean, again, there's a section that sucks in that game, mm -hmm. but like overall the game holds it very well. Mm -hmm. And again, in terms of dialogue, again, mm -hmm. just to show you, mm -hmm. 2007, mm -hmm. a year before this game comes out, mm -hmm. they've done good dialogue with Nolan North in it. <laughs> Do you think they approached Nolan North and was like, hey, like... Do you want to do character? Yeah, you wanna just, do you want to just do Nathan Drake? I'm assuming this probably... That's the thing, right? Because he sounds exactly like Nathan Drake. It's just Nathan he doesn't, Drake. He doesn't do anything different. He sounds exactly like Nathan Drake. <laughs> Which again throws me up because again, he's supposed to be Persian. You know what I mean? So like, something. Throw a slight accent on him. Wait, wait, we don't... Wait, is it confirmed that he's Persian though or that he's just a wanderer just... The game's called Prince of Persia. Okay, but does it say the character the the character say or is it I guess technically no they never exactly established that he's Persian yeah exactly so it's just, we don't know yeah <laughs> Prince sure. of Persia like he's not a prince like <sighs> fine whatever. it's the Prince of Persia game with no prince yeah he was offered to be the prince but yeah that's no, fine whatever <laughs> it's the whatever. It's whatever. The whatever John there's Ryan. no prince and then there may be no Persian <laughs> there's no Persian Persian's not real <laughs> I listen, okay? I'm just, I'm putting the pieces, maybe they were building to that. That's maybe, a conspiracy. Maybe eventually they were going to introduce Persia, and then in the third game they were going to introduce a prince, and then they were like, see? We did it. It was all slow burn to get to that point. Oh. Let me get back on track. There's, uh, oh, here. 
Okay, here, yeah. So, I, so back to the combat, actually, I mentioned before. So mm-hmm. Once combat gets a little bit more complicated with the different melee and magic attacks, yeah. with the stances of the enemies, right? Yes. That's when it got satisfying. Mm-hmm. That's when it took me... That's exactly there is when I started enjoying the fighting a lot more. Yes. Um, uh, and, oh, yeah, here, I mentioned... I found it more and more mind-numbing the more I found the... I received the movement abilities. Again, the flying is meh. Basically, it's the worst one of the four. Because mm. uh, you, 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 you're basically on rails. And you're kind yeah. of just dodging... The pillars and shit while you're yeah. flying around was mm. it's okay, fine. You you screw it up, you have to start the whole thing over. Was that at all difficult for you? Like period? Yeah, because like. I was falling asleep in my chair. <laughs> oh god! Like I literally fell asleep at one point during one of the fl- on on rail flying sections. Okay, wow. <laughs> like I was like, damn, this like this part's boring. Like, especially because like again, like you, sometimes you you do a section with like four or five panels in a row, like mm-hmm. a place in a row. Yeah. It's like okay, I do a red launch into a blue uh, blue grappling hook one mm-hmm. into two yellow flying sections, mm-hmm. and then a green wall run section. And like during the yellow sections, this is like when my brain would want to turn off. And I literally fell asleep during one of them, <laughs> and I was like, man, this is not good, because I think again like. I don't like the fact that the game, again, it's a reboot, right? Yeah. But it's a game from a series that had movement as its priority. Yeah. Why would you put me on rails? <laughs> they wanted to keep that linear feel? I don't know. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't in the room, but... but, but, you, know, but you, know, you, know, you get what I mean, though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like this is like the Prince of Persia, like the, even, the, even the old Prince of Persia game, the mm. 1980s one, like yeah. it's basically Pitfall. For the most part, right? Like, yeah. You're jumping over spikes and, you know, platforming and shit. It's a 2D, it's a 2D platformer, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like, again, movement is such a big part of this game. Mm-hmm. Why would you take control out of my hands? <laughs> like, me, the player. Why would you make me do the boring shit? I mean, if I had a theory, they, I mean, like, you know. They were the, trying to make these big cinematic movement things. Yeah, and I think they were trying to just expand because, like, oh, like, movement was great. Parkour was great in the first yeah, set of games. But how else like, can we change Yeah, it? can we expand that a bit? Like, I guess, but like you know, even them just doing like the rings, or like you know, like mm-hmm. or having the having the prince using the gauntlet to to slide down walls because mm-hmm. he can just slam the nails of his gauntlet into the wall and slow mm-hmm. fall down, which is that's sick, that's mm-hmm. great. But like the, the 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 plate sections were just like not my jam. Those were like those were like a hard miss for me. If they took out the the lightning, because he said the lightning plate was the one that you liked the least, right? The yellow flying, yeah, one. yellow, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, was, yeah. whatever. Um, if they took out that plate. But the other three plates stayed in the game. How much would that change it for you? Uh, I don't, see, here's the thing. I think it, the, even the plates in general don't really matter because they're kind of. If, you know, you know what it felt like to me? It felt like they were loading the rest of the map when I was doing those <laughs> weird movement sections, Ooh. which they might be. <laughs> Because we're talking about a PS3. Yeah. Oh, we no. might be doing that. Oh, no. My whole world just crumbled. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's weird because I'm trying not to think about it like a, with like a modern sensibility, right? We know, yeah. the, we know the tricks that they use now on consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even on PC, right? They, mm-hmm. The tricks on how they don't have to render the entire world around you at all times. Yeah. They're kind of like, okay, this is semi-pre-rendered, mm-hmm. semi-like in-engine yeah. kind of thing, uh-huh. right? Because like, okay, the bridge can launch to like a platform or to a wall, but he has to do a small wall run to the next plate. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, so we're still we're still an engine. Mm-hmm. For, I think we are anyway. <laughs> but like, I'm not holding, I'm not, but here's the thing. During every one of those where there's multiple like red plates, blue plates, yeah, just those two at least, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, Left hand is all, like off the controller. I'm pre- I'm just mashing triangle on my right hand because you, there's nothing else to do. Yeah, and maybe a bass cir- hit circle so he grabs a ring. Mm-hmm. 
to like extend the wall run. That's really it. That's I think that's why I felt so brain dead during those uh, sections. And again, I think it's just like a modern sensibility that now I'm like, yeah, like I was like, this is I think this is what they're trying to do. I think they're just loading up the next section of the map. <laughs> oh no, my my entire world's crumbling. I was <laughs> like, sorry, oh no, I thought they I'm were sorry, John. I thought they were just trying to build out the. Well, I, mean, I mean, you you I mean, you could be right. I mean, it could all. I mean. They were, cool, it, they were cool and cinematic in some mm-hmm. some aspects, but for the most part, it felt like they were kind of just like moving me around to a different part of the map because, like the flying one specifically, bothered me because like oh I need to go to this platform that I can see I can see from once I touch the yellow platform I'm gonna fly up mm-hmm. and I can just land around on that platform. But no, I go on this like long looping thing where I'm going around everything <laughs> and like I'm you know I'm like I go away from it and then I oh I'm like the platform like oh here's me flying up here's the platform I need to get to right here uh and then I fly by it and I just keep going and I'm like. <laughs> You could have stopped right there. Lacan, <laughs> excuse them for trying to add some spice to your game, okay? Just Don't go. put me on rails in a movement game. That's what bothers me. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, they could have listen, they could have just made elevators for you if they were loading new levels, and then you could have just been riding an elevator for a long time. Yeah, it could have been that. I'm fine with that, honestly. Oh, God. <laughs> there were sections where I had to do puzzles to, to unlock an elevator, and I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> Because I like, first off, I like puzzles. And then, like, the elevator's like, oh, cool, the elevator, I'm done. I got it. I got. I, got, I can just go up now. Done. Um, okay. <laughs> anything any, anything beyond the plate? Well, yeah, so, so like, the plate, again, they did some stuff that was, like, kind of cinematic, right? They did some really cool dramatic yeah. angles to, like, see you, you lo- to kind of show you this, the, this <clears throat> like, the the size of the map you're technically playing yeah. upon, right? Because mm. you launch from, like, this one wall to this wall from the complete other side of the area you just came in through. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. So these big cinematic things are kind of cool. Like, the... Uh, is they're like they're cool ideas, but I think they're just lacking, like the collapsing of the spire or the fall, breaking down the balloons. You know, after fighting the corrupted, you know, after fighting the the uh, the alchemist or mm-hmm. the hunter, mm-hmm. they're kind of cool because you know, oh, it's kind of like an escape. You know, get back into solid land kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And again, it's just like it's a cool idea, but it felt like they're trying to do the big set piece thing that Uncharted did better. Because that's a big thing for Uncharted. Again, it's like, it's, I'm making a lot of connections here to like Uncharted yeah. in the previous Prince of Persia game and even Assassin's Creed to some expe- 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 like aspect, right? Mm-hmm. But like, that's the thing. That's the game you have to compare it to at the time. Like, there's a reason why, I, th- I think there's a reason why people stopped playing Prince of Persia games and started playing Assassin's Creed games because they ha- had more freedom to do what they, wherever they wanted. And then in terms of like, li- like a more linear game, you played Uncharted because... It's like the better voice acted, better, or maybe better written overall. I guess you know what I mean, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, and that's I think that's why a lot of people kind of fell off this series. I think later as the the, the series went on, and like maybe that's why Ubisoft stopped caring as much about the Prince of Persia series. Do you think uh, this is like hypotheticals and stuff? Yeah, these, this is all just my my yeah, opinion. Yeah. These are my thoughts. Um, do you think Ubisoft's uh, answer to Uncharted was trying to make a re-reboot of the Prince of Persia trilogy with starting with this game. And when they saw that this game, while like successful, like while popular, wasn't anywhere close to what Uncharted like received in terms of like critical claim or anything, they were like, oh, let's pivot into something else, uh, learning from what we got from this game, the feedback we got from this game, and make another game that's going to probably challenge the Uncharted series better. and Because so, Uncharted, in, me, in my mind, Uncharted and Assassin's Creed are parallels for Naughty Dog and, like, Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. Like, those games, like, you have, especially when the Ezio, when Ezio came out, like, Uncharted 2 was a massive thing. Assassin's Creed 
2 was a massive thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Both of those, like, Uncharted was already popular by the time it got to 2, but, like... Well, and, here, yeah. so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Uncharted 1 actually was a surprise. Mm. They didn't expect anything from that game. Mm-hmm. That game blew up over time. Mm-hmm. Like, or not, like, it's weird to say, blew up over time. But, like, it, it was, like, kind of popular, mm. and then... Everyone hopped onto it like a little bit. I think, from my understanding, a little bit later after it mm-hmm. came out, mm-hmm. like it was like not a long, long wait, mm-hmm. but out of nowhere, it just gained traction, mm-hmm. and then bam, yeah. now it's the big game. Mm-hmm. And again, it was meant to be like a one-off. Yeah, but because of how big it blew up afterwards, it was like okay, well now we got we got the okay to, hit, to do number two. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, kind of same thing again for like Assassin's Creed, where like Assassin's Creed One was kind of like. The the blueprint of a good game is there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm. So and people and people liked it. Like yeah, people I, liked I, it. I played, I played the first one as yeah, well. Yeah, like, mm. that's the thing. I also played the first Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. You know, on the PS3. Mm-hmm. So it's like I have like this weird like okay I've already I've I've gotten this game I've got two games from Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. One of which is more linear. One of which is a little bit more open worldy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's like, do, can you have two, both of these games in the same space? Yeah. And then clearly I think that Ubisoft was just like, okay, we're just going to brush this one aside mm-hmm. and focus on the open world game. Yeah. That's the way I see it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're right. The, 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 the Assassin's Creed 2 and the Ezio trilogy is a major point, major sticking point, or like, or a major, um, major moment for Ubisoft in terms mm-hmm. of like allowing this game to like, okay, this is going to define the next set of games we're going to be making for, for the company. Basically. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Okay. So, because I mean, yeah, you're drawing a lot of comparisons in Uncharted and like <clears throat> from the character work from Nolan North to like kind of the gameplay a little bit. Um, yeah. Because obviously, <clears throat> like, you're not running on walls in Uncharted. You're, you're scaling stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, not, it's not really parkour. He's yeah. Like, yeah. It's just verticality. Vertical and, and rock climbing yeah. is actually kind of mm-hmm. what he's doing mm-hmm. versus in. Assassin's Creed, in, uh, in Assassin's Creed is more like parkour where mm-hmm. you're kind of like mm-hmm. you're running up to the rooftops and jumping from yeah. rooftop to rooftop where mm-hmm. this game you're you're kind of doing that as well too mm-hmm. but more along the lines of like wall running and flow running mm-hmm. but like it's along like a path you're allowed to allowed to traverse versus yeah. Assassin's Creed where you're allowed to basically run anywhere you want yeah you know True, I mean? yeah, like, yeah, Assassin's Creed's more free runner, uh, Uncharted is more, for the lack of a better term, like, Indiana Jones. Where yeah, just, well, that's the point yeah, of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. you know. And then, this mm. game's just kind of right in the middle of both, mm-hmm. so it doesn't do either one particularly well. Mm, okay, You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Mm. That being said, the animation looks fantastic for this mm. game, you mm. know what I mean? Because you get to see this kind of flowy style to it, the mm. game, Yeah. but you don't feel like you're doing it because it's, everything feels like you're kind of like on a predetermined path. Nice, okay. If that makes sense. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's, no, that's fine. Mm. Yeah, I think I think that's probably my, my biggest complaint of like again, it doesn't feel like it wants to be as free as it used to be. You mm. know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's hard to make a game like the like to reboot a series in the way that they did for the original Prince of Persia series. Mm-hmm. And you're talking, you're talking about like in comparison of like the movement from the from original those games, which those are groundbreaking at the time. Mm-hmm. Like you know, wall running those games is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And the flow combat thing again, like Assassin's Creed. Uh, Batman games, you know, mm-hmm. like like a, a lot of those games took their combat system mm-hmm. from the Prince of Persia remake, mm-hmm. like the, the 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 original the PS the play, the PlayStation Two trilogy. Mm-hmm. So like that being that was a kind of groundbreaking, and even mm-hmm. in, in two in Prince of Persia Two, um, Warrior Within, yeah, yeah, Warrior Within, yeah, I think that's the second one. So like wall running and jumping off that wall to grab onto a ledge on the opposite side. That was huge back then. <laughs> Here you do it in this game. You do it all all the time. Yeah. So it's like okay. So it's like okay. So now it's no longer is groundbreaking. Mm. What do they do for this game? Okay. So they add the plates. They add the the wall extending the wall runs. But then it's weird because in 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 um in the two thrones in Prince of Persia three, 
you have your demon form, which you can kind of use, like, you know, these kind of like, uh, is it kind of like chains? Kind yeah, of thing going I saw, on. I, I've seen gameplay that, So it's like, you, know, you can yeah. use that to extend your wall runs as well. So it's like, it's kind of there already there mm-hmm. as well. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's hard for them to, I think, like, to really, like, one up and reiterate again in a way that's different and meaningful, but still stays true to what kind of the movement already kind of feels like in the previous game. Hmm. You know, that, yeah. You know, I'm not. Again, I'm, not, I'm not trying to shit on this game. No, like, no, no, no. I enjoyed this game for the for the most part. My my overall experience was pretty good. And yeah. There's moments that I felt like I just wish there was more to this game. Mm-hmm. That like, and it, that I wish that I think that if this game was proceeds a little bit better, I think there might have been like another game in the series. Well, there is a technically another game in the series. It was, mm-hmm. it was on the DS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously that's a completely different experience. Yeah. Um. But like there could be more to this series that could expand it upon and really, really fleshed out how this could have been different mm. from or or being like a proper upgrade in terms of movement from the previous trilogy mm-hmm. and still been different, but like stand alone from Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I wanted out of this game. Got it. And you, I mean, you may be just echoing what the sentiments were at the time. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. we, we said the, the game was relatively well received. But yeah. like, you know, people said that the music was good. And the music was pretty good. It's, to me, it felt a little bit generic. I was going to ask about the music to you. Yeah, next, it, it felt a little bit generic. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of just felt like big sweeping epic kind of thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, a little bit like Lawrence of Arabia kind of ish. You know what I mean? Oh, Lawrence of Arabia? A little bit. Man. But, you know, kind of like, a, kinda like, a, like, a, like a lazy knockoff of it. <laughs> like, like, here, I'm gonna show you right. Again, I, 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 hate, I hate that I'm making these constant, constant, like, you know, like Just rollbacks to it. Off. But, like, Uncharted's music rules. Like, I love this sense of adventure that Uncharted kind of, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, kind of brings for you. Mm-hmm. In this game, there's a little bit of that, like, mysticism and kind of, like, adventurous kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There's a couple pieces that I specifically enjoy this in this game, mm-hmm. usually the more tender music. Very, very pretty. Mm-hmm. I like you, especially once you heal an area. Yeah, very fluttery. Oh kind of yeah, yeah, no, love yeah. that orchestration. Mm-hmm. But then like a lot of like the regular stuff when you're kind of traversing through that little desert hub area and mm-hmm. kind of coming back into the main area, it's like, eh, it's like it, I didn't even really notice it. Yeah. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But like when I would hear that like sp- stuff when you hurt, when you re- uh, refreshed or healed the the healed the the plate or the healed the portal, whatever it's called, mm-hmm. that part was like that really really like I love that stuff. Like, nice. The music there was really, really nice. I mean, I think it's fair that you're, like, I think it's fair that you're comparing it to Uncharted and comparing it to, like, the original Prince of Persia's because, like, um, it's just what it was competing against at the time. Like, yeah. that's what, that was just the environment it was in. Yeah. And, like, maybe if that game comes out at a different time that's, like, prior, like, say, prior to those games or something, like, those games come out later and after, like, maybe we're talking a different story about how this game is received or something like that. Yeah. But, you know. If, if this game if this game came out mm-hmm. where the previous trilogy was, this game would be groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because of the, the wall running stuff and all this other stuff. Because, mm-hmm. again, like, that, the previous trilogy was the first game to really do that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In this game, they're throwing a lot of the, those previous ideas already in there. Because mm-hmm. they combine all the move, movement stuff from one, two, and three mm-hmm. into this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. In, in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. and change the combat. Um, it's just that, like, I think, I, I, I'm, and I'm trying not to look at it too, too much through too much nostalgia or like through my own preconceived notions of the game. But the thing is, I did play the previous trilogy relatively recently. Like, like mm-hmm. we're talking like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still relatively fresh in my mind. Yeah. Like, I banged through one uh, uh, Prince of Persia: Sands of Time, mm-hmm. Warrior Within, and Two Thrones. Mm-hmm. Like recently. Mm-hmm. Like so, it's still kind of fresh, and it's like, man, like there were so things, many things that I really enjoyed in those games. Something that I didn't, of course. They, mm-hmm. No games are perfect, right? Yeah. But like, it's like I just wish that there was like something that defined this game a little bit more. 
to be like a proper like new version or new modernized idea mm-hmm. or reboot yeah. of those games in the first place. And, and instead, it felt it, it don't it taught me if I'm putting words in your mouth. Like it felt like probably like generic. A little bit mm-hmm. in some in some mm-hmm. aspects it definitely did mm-hmm. because it felt just felt like oh they just made this game again mm-hmm. like in this in the same way that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019 is still the same technically as Call of Duty Four. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it's built upon the same foundation. Yes, with some quality of life up upgrades mm-hmm. and like a couple of things, a couple of new ideas. Yeah, but it's it's like I wish there was more. Well, my so like my only thing, just to go with your comparison. My only thing is like because like going off what I'm hearing from you in terms of like the the old Prince of Persia to this one was like it sounds like the game did add some stuff. Yeah, it did. And but it didn't keep some of the things that you liked from the original, and then the things that it added didn't always hit <laughs> no and yeah, 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 and yeah. so it's like you end up with in totality maybe a lesser experience than maybe what you got from the first trilogy just because like oh there's some things that are just not there that i really enjoyed in the first part and then like i like what they tried to do and i like got into a little bit what they tried to do but all in all it's just like you like the new combat cool like but didn't really hit for I me found, completely. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. The fact that I found a way to game it on my like, yeah. two fights in. Yeah. And I was like, oh, mm. okay. And it's like the new like moving mechanics, like, okay, it's different. Like, okay, like I get the gameplay loop. But I like, had something very similar already in the previous yeah. game. Yeah. didn't do enough to change it. Yeah. Like, you know, things like, and I, when I think about like the Modern Warfare comparison you made, it's like, you know, sometimes you've already made the game. Like you've made the game that's going to, you know, sell and everything. And it's yeah. like, you know, all you have to do is just tweak like quality of life things or like a couple of things that were just like annoyance to the fan base and stuff like that and just keep basically everything the same because the game was well received overall. Yeah. And like I think of like Warzone between one and two, like when they first came out Warzone two, they changed a bunch of stuff in it. And that stuff eventually they end up reneging on the changes because it was just stuff that people didn't really ask for. Yeah. It was just things that like, oh, they already got the formula they needed for the game to be popular. Yeah, just, they, fi- just fix the problem. Yeah. Just, so yeah. Here's, here's the weird thing. Cause it's it, it, now, cause now that I'm hearing you trying to sum up my, what I just said, this and been ranting about for this last hour and a half or yeah. so, mm-hmm. it sounds like I'm the average gamer now who's like, <laughs> I want the same thing, but different and better, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Right. But that is kind of like what I, it's kind of like all I needed from this game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think, I think the thing with games in general and it's, there's a formula that I enjoyed in the previous Pinterest version games. That's what I yeah. wanted. And just them to expand on it and make it better. Yeah. And I just want like they, a better they, version of the last game. Yeah. Again, like it sounds like every other generic dumb, you know, gamer rot brain yeah. at this point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But like, no, it's like, there's something that I specifically enjoyed with mm-hmm. these, but other games have done it. You know what I mean? Uncharted one through four, and mm. you know, well, technically including like Lost Legacy and all that. Stuff, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But the the game just expanded more and more upon those things, and yeah. just kind of did it better every time. Yeah. Mostly every time. I, mean, I think two is like the highlight of the whole series for me, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, probably probably two, two three, three, three probably is well, like it was good. But yeah, it was like it just 
three is probably the uh, one's the lowest. Yeah, one is the lowest just because of gameplay. Yeah, it's, it's an older game. Yeah, but yeah, three is probably of the like sequel. Three is probably the lowest one. Yeah, the, but even then, it's still like yeah. Like no, a, it's a good yeah. It's a yeah. good game. But, yeah. but you see what I mean though. Yeah, like, everyone essentially got better as it went on, yeah. including you know obviously up until four and Lost Legacy and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. In this game, is like I just. And I know it's a reboot. They don't want to do the exact same game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, like, and it's a retelling of a different story Mm -hmm. and all this other stuff. And it's just like, it's just, I I wish there's just just something missing Mm -hmm. from, like, what the experience that I wanted out of this game in the first Mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. Again, I I do take back now what I say of this being the bad one, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I I don't (laughs) think that, you're good. Uh, I don't (laughs) think this is, like, a bad game. Mm -hmm. I just think that, like, my statement still somewhat stands because of the fact that I do believe that the other games are a better experience overall. Mm-hmm. Now, is, am I being a little bit unfair that I'm weighing a trilogy versus a single game that never got a sequel? Mm-hmm. Like a proper a sequel proper, you know what I mean? Maybe. I'm being a little bit unfair. and like, I'm not trying to be as nostalgic as much as I possibly can, mm-hmm. but I think that is the truth, though. Like, mm-hmm. I think that those were so groundbreaking at the time and that those left such an impact because of how big they were. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a reason why, like, when uh, Ubisoft announced that they were doing a Prince of, Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake, mm-hmm. like, a, a, like, a, like, a ran, like an insane p- number of people were like, holy shit, this was a game of my childhood. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited for this game, right? And then, they, and then they canceled it, or basically saw it like, like an indefinite wait is at this point, yeah. now, right? Mm-hmm. And people were, like, upset. And yeah, it sucks, because, like, they were waiting for this game. There's mm-hmm. a reason why that game is, like, is so, like, it's such, like, a, a, a staple in, like, people's memories of, like, video games, because mm-hmm. it is it was, like, a big moment in video mm-hmm. games at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, I, again, I'm, like, I'm again, try not, trying not to be unfair to it but I, th- I just think that like those did technically do something more than this mm-hmm. game currently did i i think to uh um i think to just put a button on like that whole point i think this is this game if it came out without the prince of persia's the other prince of persia's without uncharted there this game is maybe like probably an eight out of ten like without those as like comparison and stuff like that and because those games exist around the same time that this game came out. Um, it knocks it down to like a six or a seven out of ten. Yeah, just off like, of that alone. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't like doing numerical scales. No, I mean, I'm just, yeah. well, I'm just going off of like. No, 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 yeah. I'm, like, if I don't, yeah. I, I'm saying like I don't like doing yeah. numerical numerical scale stuff either. But I would give this game like a solid seven. Mm-hmm. Like again, it's like it's mm-hmm. like. like like a five, a five for me. Like a lot of people say, like five is like a failing, mm-hmm. right? Like no, yeah. five for me is like true neutral. Like I could have yeah. played it, could have not played yeah. it. And doesn't change my opinion on it whatsoever. Uh-huh. This game's like a seven. I en- I enjoyed the game overall. Mm-hmm. It's just that I wish there was there are things that I would fix and mm-hmm. just do mm-hmm. to make this game theory- theoretically play and more enjoyable. Yeah. Basically, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, there's very the, yeah, like it, there's there seems like there's not like a ton the game does wrong per se. It's more of like there's an imp- like there's something. Else that needs to be. I don't have the impact, of like or the yeah. factor that I that I wanted yeah. out of this game, kind of thing. Yeah, you know it feels I mean? it feels hollow a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. but again, like I think from from my understanding, uh, your explanation to me, again, I haven't done a whole lot of digging yet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to like do more research outside of the afterwards. Like, um, what were their plans on trying to do after? Yeah, the and like this this is mostly like theories and like people who like really up in the lore of like yeah. the first game and like you know looked into the second. I don't I don't know what their real plan was at the end of everything. Um, what they were gonna were they really gonna do another trilogy? Well, I mean, they, they made another game, Sands, uh, Forgotten Sands, which mm-hmm. is technically related to the first trilogy. Mm-hmm. So, and I still haven't played that one. Yeah, and I don't know if that's a bad one or not. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's probably bad as well because I've never I've never heard anybody talking about it. 
Maybe one of those forgot. I mean, it could Maybe. be what was that? What's that game that Ubisoft came out with that like no one really bought, but like it was actually really great. I think it was like uh, beyond. Is it Beyond Two Souls or something? No, not Beyond Two Souls. No. It was a. Uh, it was two something. It had something too, but no. it was a. Uh, it was a game that like it's like extremely good, but like it Pass, just just got passed. It on. got buried like it, when it came out. <laughs> mm. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like. Yeah, there's again, there's like a couple more things I just want to touch upon here yeah. before we do. We we spent a lot of time like actually like having like a actual discussion about something. I'm gonna be just like mm-hmm. listing just what I did and didn't like about the game mm-hmm. uh, because again, there were things that I, again I did mm-hmm. enjoy and I wanted to expand on a couple yeah. of things. Um, oh, major, major negative for me here. <laughs> there's some things you, I did like about the game immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. What's up? What's up? The dia- the fact that the that there's an epilogue afterwards, which is a DLC, which you can't get anymore because the game is fucking dead on 360 <laughs> and on PS3. So I I think we I think we touched on this a little bit, bit prior yes. about like this there's being like, a there's thing. Like more stuff at the end of it. Afterwards. Yeah. So I knew a little bit about this. Yeah. And I kind of like. I was kind of right, I guess, in terms of what I what I heard about it. So, so let me get so let me do this. What, how you got? Did you, you beat the game? Right, I beat the game. Okay. Yes, so, I, what did I, you think of the ending? Just as it was, kind of dark, a little bit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, um, mm-hmm. so like he ch- like so the game at the end of it, you don't get a spoiler choice. alert. Yeah, spoiler <laughs> on, this, on this fucking fifteen year old game. <laughs> so, uh, Elika essentially dies, offering up her power to Ormazd, basically mm-hmm. to lock away Armon, right? Mm-hmm. And then the prince basically goes, "Fuck that!" And you chop down four trees, like four magic spirit trees or whatever, mm-hmm. and go back to the tree that was locking Armon away inside, inside of the palace, inside the temple, right? Mm-hmm. You chop down the tree, you get, you basically get like a big, a big light orb, mm-hmm. right? A, um, a light chart or whatever. Mm-hmm. You you walk back to Elika's dead body, which you placed on like an altar mm-hmm. like earlier, basically mm-hmm. outside of the temple, mm-hmm. and offered to her. So she comes back to life. You revive her, mm-hmm. and then she goes, "Why did you do that?" <laughs> yes, he of picks, he, and then the prince picks up Elika and walks into the desert. Yeah. As you see, the temple that was ho- that was locking Araman away, yeah. crumbling behind you, and you see the Araman's giant. Shadow Spectre engulfing everything around it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a dark, st- you know, again, you pick the dark timeline basically. You yeah. Know? I think it would have been cool if they, that was like a choice thing where you mm-hmm. chose life or you choose death, which that was the kind of the whole point of the, you hear the two voices talking about like you choose life or you choose death. Yeah. The fact that you don't get the, you don't get you the get option, choice, yeah. kind of annoying. Which Ubisoft does later in Assassin's Creed 3, which presents a choice to you that you don't actually make. Yeah. So that's the ending of the game. Not proper. Technically, like the ending of the game on the disc, mm-hmm. which is okay, like okay. I was like, okay, that's kind of a dark ending mm-hmm. and like relatively unsatisfactory because like you know either way she was gonna die or you were gonna bring the world back to the darkness basically. And then I look up the DLC mm-hmm. because again I see as well you know downloadable content on the screen. I'm yeah. like, I'm assuming this isn't just like a photo book. <laughs> like so I look it up and I'm like I realize yep the epilogue uh, I confirmed the previous thing that I said before in the mm-hmm. first half of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, re- the this the end the, the proper end of the game mm-hmm. is fucking DLC. Mm-hmm. Ubisoft in their fucking infinite <laughs> wisdom locked the game that fucking ending away. <laughs> Which is a theme in the Assassin's Creed games, uh, where not it, well, yes, there are endings locked away in DLC and like major plot points. That is Ubisoft with their fucking bullshittery. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so I, I obviously can't get the game anymore. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the deal. I, yeah. I can find a ROM, but yeah. like, but you know, it's, 
whatever. Um, Did you watch it on like YouTube or anything? I just went on YouTube. Okay, so what 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 was the epilogue? Uh, cool. So like you basically like you go around with um with Elika again, uh-huh. right? And you, she gets more powers to create new essentially new plates, yeah. basically, and mm-hmm. more moving stuff and all this other stuff. Uh, you fight uh, her dad again, right? He falls into a uh, is it a Spikes, spikes. He falls. He basically, like falls. You fight him again. He falls into like a pit of spikes. He mm. dies. Which, from my understanding, is actually an homage to the original Prince of Persia game, mm. the original side scroller one. Okay. Um. There's like a. It's literally like a. From like the from like the side view, it's literally like a one for one recreation. Oh. Okay. Kind of, kind of, kind of nice. Little, nice little like okay. you know, nod to the uh, the, OG, the original OG fans kind yeah. of thing. And then Alaka, um. And she's upset with you that basically the from the from for most of the game from my understanding. I mean, because yeah. Because you brought her back to life and dragged the world of darkness. <laughs> and then basically she leaves you to 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 find and reunite her people essentially to like re- reclaim her land essentially mm-hmm. while the prince essentially left with like a rampaging Aramon basically in the background or like not in the background but like in terms of like the, from the what's called from my understanding right? oh. like he's still yeah. he's still running yeah yeah game. no he hasn't you like... never actually stopped Aramon. <laughs> which again alludes to the idea that there was supposed to be more more follow-up games yeah mm. dudes never got it because yeah. I guess the support wasn't there yeah. maybe if you didn't fucking lock the goddamn <laughs> ending behind fucking dlc i mean would that ending have like ever done anything like i mean you know what we the game was the game at that point yeah you know who knows what if they were thinking I, of making I, more content for that again, game? I think maybe the game just wasn't. It just it, again, it had a lot to stand up against. Mm-hmm. You know, again, yeah. Uncharted, the previous trilogy, mm-hmm. uh, Assassin's Creed was getting really, really big at the time as well too. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it, it has a lot of competition. Yeah, that's the issue. Yeah, so you know. Uh yeah, fucking D. Uh, that's my, my <laughs> but that's a yeah that's DLC rank. that's a yeah that's a common shorthand of the, of the Ubisoft bullshit. Yeah, movie. that's that's a very common thing that will keep happening in every Assassin's Creed. Yeah, going we, forward, we, we fucking we fucking <laughs> we've allowed it to happen. That's just gonna happen until fucking in perpetuity until the end of fucking time. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know even that's fucking how to use perpetuity, but you know you know what I mean. <laughs> it's gonna happen to the end of time. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> things, things that okay, always things happen. that I like now again. Yeah. Back to the thing. Yeah. Aside from my fucking. DLC rant. Uh-huh. Um, I do like the fact that you can technically take on any bosses in any order. Again, I still think I prefer the linear gameplay of the previous game. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm, I'm trying not to be nostalgic. Ye- and I think, yeah. again, I played this like two months ago. Yeah. So, like, it's still fresh. Like, mm-hmm. no, I think I still prefer that in, mm-hmm. in, in general. Mm-hmm. Um, there's sometimes where I, I want an open world game, and sometimes I'm not. Right uh-huh. now, I'm not in an open world mode, mode okay. which okay. is why I haven't picked up Tears of the Kingdom yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I can't. Okay. I need games that, like, tell me exactly where to go <laughs> right now. Like, Give me an objective point. Yeah, that's, that's where we are right now, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my last note here. The writing overall was fine. Definitely of the time. We've talked about it before a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, I think there was a slight mismatch in tone presented with the prince versus the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. We talked about that before. And I get what they were, tr- I get what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, Prince and Elka had, like, decent... Like chemistry in the middle of the game, but like earlier on, it just felt very cold, mm-hmm. very scripted. Towards the middle, it kind of picked up a little bit, and then again, just felt towards the end, it's just that like the game itself didn't uh, match the epic scale that it wanted to do. Mm. That being said, though, the last boss fight was kind of sick mm. with Aramon because yeah. you, you you basically like play as the prince and Elika, like you know, running across to the place to, yeah. to dispel Aramon uh-huh. in the temple, but you're looking at the game through Aramon's eyes. Yes, yes. I, yeah, that's actually, I kinda, yeah. that's actually mm-hmm. really sick. I yeah. like, that's, a, that's, really, that's a really cool little, mm-hmm. like, there's nothing major because you're still playing the game as it regularly is, but it's yeah. just because you, you have the visual twist. It was like, 
oh, this is nice. It feels, <laughs> the, ten, the tension's here. You know what I mean? Yeah. But before that, it was felt just very like, okay, I'm fighting the dad now. And I've already fought him three times. Yeah. So I'm like, I know what he's going to do. Just, be, <laughs> just beating up her Yeah, dad. I was beating up her dad. <laughs> <laughs> and flirting with her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kicking her dad's butt and just flirting with her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean. How many times I got to teach you this lesson, <laughs> old man? <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> See how I punch your dad? Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and again, like, just, uh, again, like, I, I just, I just, I, I, I wanted to like this game more. That's mm-hmm. basically, that, I guess, my, my final thought in this game that I have written down is I wanted to like this game more. Mm-hmm. The music was, like, f- overall fine. The mm-hmm. gameplay was good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. nothing, nothing extremely, insanely amazing stood out to me. Yeah. Like, the story was fine. You know what I mean? Like, it was, mm-hmm. a, it was a cool idea that was slightly different from the original games, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like... There's just something that I I think I guess yeah because I've said it before as well. I just, I just wanted more out of this game. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's all. That's like the biggest like takeaway that I had in terms of like me my experience with uh, Prince of Persia 2008. Mm-hmm. Got it. I I mean I feel, I feel like it's a I think a good way to just put it is like it's a game full of potential. Yeah. But like because people have already seen that potential kind of realized in other titles yeah. and including its namesake yeah. <laughs> prior. It's like you know, do I really need to wait around for the potential of this game or like, can I just play other games? And, yeah, yeah. And it's unfortunate because again, as I said before, like there were some cool ideas at least story wise that they were, I think they were pro- tro- probably alluding to, mm-hmm. but they, because if they didn't have the support for it, then Ubisoft would be like, why would we keep doing this one where not as many people yeah. bought this one where people are buying. Yeah. Yeah. If Assassin's Creed, Creed yeah. If Assassin's Creed starts like, blowing up and everything and then it's like well why are we why focus on this game yeah. <laughs> focus on the other one focus yeah. on the one that makes us money yeah you know exactly I mean? um um one thing I want to touch um first uh because i'm about to talk about talk about elica um voice actress for her played tigress in kung fu panda oh she's tigress yes she's oh, tigress. Okay, cool. mm-hmm. um two but who was lucy lu then was she was she viper maybe because one lucy lu was in that yeah. was she in the show or was she because I know Lucy Liu was, a, was in Kung Fu Panda. Oh, uh, she was. I didn't know Yeah, that. I'm not sure if she was the snake or the tiger. Because unless she was like, unless she was like, she was doing the TV show or whatever. Uh, maybe. I, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I wasn't, I'm just learning now Lucy Liu was a part of Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure. Uh, okay, you, you, you go ahead and talk while I look this yeah. up now. <laughs> um, but uh, what I was going to go into was like uh, the interaction between like Elika and the prince or the wanderer or whatever his <laughs> actual title would Just be. Just the prince, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, more or less the prince. Um, do you think a lack of chemistry between the two like characters, like in dialogue, was like uh, a contributing factor in like it being feeling robotic and stuff like that? Like if they were like, like you know how Sully and Nate Drake are like like feed off of each other yeah, they bounce off each other and stuff like that yeah. yeah like do you think that um if some some type of dynamic like that was like there between them if they had more chemistry as like an on-screen like duo do you think that would have like enhanced the dialogue or the interaction in the game for you at all i think a little bit more i would have been more invested in terms of the story mm-hmm. uh because again the biggest issue that i had was that like Here's the thing. They're together basically the entire game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's like, can I say that, like, they didn't spend enough time together? No. Mm-hmm. The entire game, they're together. So, it's like, it's there, mm-hmm. right? I just think that, like, 
I don't. Yeah, like I don't even know if. if I think if they had a better over, it feels weird to say, but like if I think if there was a better overall performance, mm-hmm. it feels rude to say that, right? Um, I mean, it it could also be like with the, the characters. Writing feels a little stiff, or like yeah. you know, like the, the characters don't feel like they're relatable or believable well, off the bat. You well, know what I mean? Because well, like, again, it's all it's all in terms of like formatting. Too, yeah. Because right? again, I said, why is he a quippy, you know, cool, suave MC? Yeah, and then she's obviously dealing with like, oh, like my entire the civilization. Death of your civilization. <laughs> yeah, my civilization all collapsed here. Like, oh, I'm and he's like, for my hey, baby. <laughs> yeah. Hey, baby. It's just basically like you know. Um, yeah, so maybe it was a like it could have been like a writing thing. Like we want like oh we want like the the prince to be like a leading man type deal. Like we yeah. want him to be like charismatic and stuff like that. And, yeah. And Nathan Drake, was, I mean uh, Nolan North was like, oh I played that last year. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Don't change a thing. <laughs> he literally doesn't change a thing. Uh, oh by the way, she voices uh, Tigress in uh, in like the directed DVD movies uh-huh. and I think some of the shows from what it looks like. Okay. Because Angelina Jolie is the voice of Tigress. Oh okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. There, there you go. go. Yeah. Um, Sorry for that hard tension. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's cool. No, the no, listeners, I'm so sorry. Yeah, we just want, we <laughs> just want, we just <laughs> wanted to, we wanted to know the voice of Elika. What yeah. has she been doing? Who else has she been um, talking about? Yeah, no, again, yeah. Like, again, because I, I, I don't think she's a bad voice actress, and I don't think, and obviously Nathan Drake's not a bad Na- actor either. Yeah. Know? Oh, well, I, Nolan I, North. Yeah, yeah, Nathan Drake. So, did I say Nathan Drake? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did the same thing. It's fine. It's fine. Oh yeah. yeah. Like no, absolutely not. They're not bo- bad, vo- uh, bad voice actors. They're not. Yeah. Um, and like again, oh, do you need to spend more time? No, they are literally together the entire time. Yeah. But the thing is, like, I think it's also like the fact that you have to like interact everything yourself as well too. You know what I mean? You have to you have to actively mm-hmm. if you want dialogue, you have to do it yourself by pressing L one or mm-hmm. L two to mm-hmm. force them to interact basically. Mm-hmm. Um, in like the mundane parts of the game, you know what yeah. I mean? Because that's the thing too, like with the, the way that uh, Nathan and Sully bounce off each other. It's like, oh, you could just be traversing through the the jungle. And then, like, mm. Sully will just make a comment. Conversation will just start happening. Yeah. In the, in the so you kind of feel this real relationship yeah. with these two guys. You know what I mean? And you don't really feel the relationship developing mm-hmm. with uh, Prince and Elika. Because also, certain re- certain interactions, they have to keep playing them relatively straight because you can play the game in any order. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They can't be like, oh, super like now we're super chummy here at the at the third spire <laughs> because like, what if I did the third spire first? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then, yeah. you go, then you go to the different tower, the previous tower, yeah. And now they're super distant again. You know what I mean? Like you, they can't really do all that stuff because the way the the game is developed, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I I think it's interesting because of like uh, you initiating the conversation in those dialogue things. And a lot of games do that. Yeah. Um, I think in a game where there feels like there is a lot of downtime where you don't really need to like use your brain <laughs> for yeah. a good portions of it. Um, n- not like there's no reason to opt out of a conversation because yeah. you're not, you're, yeah. it's not like you have to concentrate on something and like, Oh, I don't want to like listen to this extra lore because I have to like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. I basically did every conversation mm-hmm. like, Leading up to Armon, yeah, like I basically did all of that, yeah. So it's like, and again, like I heard a lot of it, and it's like, again, some of it was good, some of it was kind of felt kind of like fell flat. Mm-hmm. Some of it, like, oh yeah, that, that was like kind of funny. They actually mm-hmm. had some proper interaction in there, kind yeah. Of thing. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's just like, I just, I don't know. I think, I think it's just the, the format of the game also didn't help them either because it, of, because of the thing I just like pointed out. Yeah, like, I just put it up, to, I just put it together like right now. I was like, oh wait, yeah, because I realized like after you finish like each spire. You know, he tries to help her up or whatever, and then she kind of like, she either accepts or declines his help. 
but then they then, start talking. But it's all, but it's also like not soup. But it's more specific on like what just happened. Yeah, they don't talk about like the previous experience beforehand because yeah. theoretically, <laughs> any one of the towers could be the previous experience. <laughs> They're just going through grades of amnesia. Just yeah. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's yeah. I, I think there's also like another. Again, it is even though it's cool that they tried to do that, mm-hmm. it's like oh, that that might have hurt the game, uh, or at least mm. might have hurt the storytelling and uh-huh. the lore building, and the character building of the two main characters mm-hmm. in the long run. That may that may be a thing. Got it. Uh, would you Would you recommend this game to anybody? <laughs> mm. Would I recommend the game? To everybody, to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I think yes. Mm-hmm. I think I would recommend this game, um, but I would have to caveat it with like, try not to compare this. If the person who is looking to play this game now, like you know, say you listener, if you've never actually played this game, then you know I think you should go try it. Mm-hmm. But don't go into this game with preconceived or you know or, or you know like these. Uh, ideas and the your prior experiences if you've played the uh original Saints of Time trilogy mm. or Uncharted games. Which is rough. Yeah, I was like the Or these Assassin's Creed <laughs> games. Because again, this is really loaded. Because again, mm. we said it before, like there's a lot of games coming coming out around this time mm. that like again, like I think just kind of did a lot of these ideas but like Maybe we're focused upon more and maybe mm. kind of done, not exactly better, but mm. I guess more specifically, like they had a much more focused direction yeah. than what they wanted to do with those games. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that, like, I think this game is still worth a try. Mm. And I think it's very, very good as a comparison piece to seeing, like, what kind of media and what kind of games they were putting out at the time. Mm. That's what I think. Mm. Like, again, it's a good game. It's just like, you just know that there are other games that did what they were, what this game was trying to do. Mm-hmm. I think more focused, but in different ways. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, and just for the record, the, the game mostly, like for most of its like uh, critical reviews, was mostly like seven. Yeah, like and pretty good like, overall. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, I, like, like I saw that. Yeah, it was, it was a really solid. Yeah, it was like you know, like I like I said, it was like it's a solid game that like you know, um, it's just. It's like you know what it, it makes me think of Arkham Origins, just like a game that on its own because I never played the Batman games until Origins. Mm. On its own, it's a good game. Like yeah. Arkham Origins is a good game. I, don't hate me for that, but <laughs> it's a no. It's a it's a good game. Like it's it like with all the stuff that's in it and whatever. Like I was I came out and really enjoyed it, especially as my first Batman game. Yeah, it just compared to the t- previous two that came Once out. You- Get a little more context. Yeah. And realize, oh, this game is not as good. Now yeah. In comparison yeah. To the game. So, but on its own, it's a standalone a game. Standalone game. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Definitely like a solid, a solid seven. I want again. I don't. Like, I don't like giving like yeah, number yeah. scale yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like a, 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 it's a good game. Yeah. Like I, I will. I will say it's a good game. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. Yeah. Again, I said before, I, I fell asleep playing the game mm-hmm. sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah. That's but like a... overall, again, I enjoyed <laughs> things because like, again, I don't know if it's just because of the fact that I had something to compare it to. Mm-hmm. But like there is something, but there there is like there are bits of this game that I do genuinely like. Oh, this is cool! Like you know, mm-hmm. this is a good little bit of gameplay. Yeah, and I think it is like those things as well too. Like um, just the animations are really nice. They're very mm-hmm. fluid. Yeah, and especially again for like a PS three three Xbox three sixty game. Mm-hmm. This game is smooth. It looks mm-hmm. like it looks good. Yeah. Um. Obviously, it's mocap, right? You know, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. But like, yeah, no, it's it's well done. You know, yeah. it's, it's a it's a pretty looking game. It mm-hmm. plays it plays pretty well for mm-hmm. the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that, like some ideas are again like mm-hmm. some ideas 
some ideas are not flushed out properly or some ideas are just like because I have context for other uh, other games of the time and the previous games before that came out before this, I have complaints because of it. Mm. You know what I mean? I just yeah. want more out of this game. Also just, also, just stressing again, the game artwork looks beautiful. Yes. Just, again, yeah. it, it, you can still see it. You can tell it's a PS3 game mm. or an Xbox 360 yeah, game. Yeah. But it holds up for the most part. Mm-hmm. I've seen worse games mm-hmm. on the PS3 and 360. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, the the artwork it's still like just great. Like yeah, art direction, image imagery, like it's just just on point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and I realized one thing actually because I keep making those those connections. There is a reference to Assassin's Creed in the game. Oh, really? One of the trophies, the Assassin's View. Ah, uh, okay. So mm. during one of the towers, mm-hmm. you know those little yeah. So there's a there's like a, a, a like a little. Ledge like a and, le- like and a little pole, like mm-hmm. a, a plank, essentially pointing out. You have to stand there for a second, and then like kind of like the camera will kind of pan out and like, mm-hmm. open up a little bit. Yeah, and it's called the Assassin's View, and I'm like, that's a nice little, that's a nice little touch for a game that you all uh, you also own. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. So it's, it's there. Yeah, it's, again, mm. the, 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 I think they they tried to make it something that is different from uh, another game that they own that also focuses on like movement and mm. all this other stuff, but like mm. the idea is just in stick. Yeah. Mm. It just, just, mm. it's, it's hard to, it's hard to try mm. to make a, a completely fresh game that has similar ideas than the previous one. Kind mm. of thing. I think yeah. that's what it is. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I think it, I, I, I had a good time with it. Again, it took me a little bit longer to get through this one because, uh, the first couple of days of it was just so busy. I mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of time to like play it early on, but, yeah. like, but then, like, but over the weekend I did see myself like spending like six, seven hours and it's like some sessions playing it. Mm-hmm. I beat the game, in like, well, yeah, like, it was about four or five hours, I guess. Mm. I beat the game in about twelve hours. Okay, and that's not that's not a completionist run. Mm. I saw that most people average the game in like fourteen, like mm-hmm. for like main story. Yeah, uh, and then like extras is like eighteen, you know, which means like you know the DLC, mm-hmm. collecting all of the uh, the light shards mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like for like decent, like if you if you are like a if you still got time, you know, if, if listen, if you're an adult who has Time to marathon a twelve, you know, twelve-hour game. Good for you. Um, but yeah, like you know, I think if I had like a weekend to play a game, you know, what I mean, oh yeah, this is like a solid like weekend. Like especially if you like this game beforehand, mm-hmm. there's like a nice nostalgia, like you know, nostalgia sprint kind of thing. You know, what I mean, you, you, yeah. you don't have to like sit here and hunker down and drop forty hours into this game to mm-hmm. beat it and play it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, kind of like how I beat the previous games again. Like the, that's like a weekend. You know, like, this kind of game was like meant for like, oh, I can put this down, do a couple like a three four hour session, put it down, maybe a couple. No, next week I'll do another three hour session. Next week again, three hours again. That's kind of like how I did. It. I was like. I did over the weekend. I did like four hours of pop, and then I did like two and two. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, cool, I got it. Like I, I finished the game now. All right, yeah, cool. Okay. okay, so listen, if you guys enjoyed this episode, again, this one was a little bit long. Uh, I had a lot. I had some opinions on this one. <laughs> um, and hopefully, uh, you know, you the Prince of Persia 2008 stands aren't you know after after <laughs> after my head at this point. I am deeply offended. <laughs> <laughs> John's burning down my house right now, actually. <laughs> uh, but listen, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, if you give us a like, a comment, uh, subscribe, share us with another uh, a friend. You know, uh, again, uh, we recently monetized the show. Uh, we really appreciate it from you guys that you guys continue to support us. And now we have uh, monetization active and available on this uh, on this podcast. Again, this is a, a passion project between me and Jeff. And you know, I'm also happy to get my friends on here too as well now, um, our friends, uh, mm. to, to come in here and help us join and just have fun with us, right? And just have conversations about video games that we really, really enjoy. Mm. Um, so thanks, thanks, you guys. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Take care.
<laughs> but I'm in too deep. I can't. I can't bail. I'm, I'm too close to the end. I like how that's. I like how that's your reasoning for it. I'm in too deep. I can't.